Blog Talk Radio. Stevie B's Media Production is a part of the Shellcaster Network. The proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ by members of the Churches of Christ. With your host, Stevie R. Butler. You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show.
You're listening to What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Good evening, wherever you are in the world listening to this radio broadcast. Stevie B's Media Production presents What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. I'm your host this evening, Stevie R. Butler, and this radio show is being broadcast from Stevie B's Media Production at the Carolina Studio in the great state of North Carolina. Ladies and gentlemen, we are just so grateful for the privilege to bring you a program where we as Christians and members of the Churches of Christ can share our faith and preach and teach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ on a weekly basis. If you'd like to contact us while we're on the air this evening, you can give me a call to the live show at 713-955-0508, or you can go to the Blog Talk Radio website and listen to the live show there. And now there are over 1,800 shows on that uh, website at this hour, and my show is consistently on pages one through four of that website. There are over 1,800 shows. Now, think about that. There are 20 shows per page. And this show is on page three of that website. Isn't that that a blessing? If you have any questions or comments for any of my co-hosts or any of the special guests that are on this show tonight, you can send your emails to my new email address, butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com. Or you can call Stevie B's Media Production at the Carolina Studio at 910-491-6405. Now, again, this program is brought to you by members of the Churches of Christ. And if you need any assistance in locating the congregation in your area, please feel free to contact us. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special edition tonight. This show airs every fourth Tuesday of the month. It's the Kelly Fletcher Show. Kelly, we're going to give it to you and take it away. This is Terry Jackson, and you're listening to a talk with my sisters on What a Word from the Lord radio show. Good evening, everyone, and Happy New Year. Welcome to my first show of 2023. My name is Kelly, and I am your co-host for this evening. You are listening to The Kelly Fletcher Show on CBB Media Productions, What a Word from the Lord Radio Show. Should you have any questions for our guests during tonight's show, please IM me on Facebook or send an email to butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com. So in 2022, we had discussions that impacted everyone, but more specifically, the, stu- uh, the discussions were more focused on women. So my goal for 2023 is to hopefully have a few more discussions with men and for men, but not to leave the women out. So having said that, our first topic for 2023 and for tonight's show is on men's health. Uh, sometimes men are Uh, more reluctant to go to the doctor, and they may need to be encouraged by their loved ones uh, to get checked out. So my special guests for tonight are here to discuss with us the importance of men's health. Um, I'd like to welcome uh, my first guest. It's his first time here. His name is Siaka Tita, and I hope I pronounced the last name correctly. And I'd like to welcome back Candace Shelton. Um, so welcome to both of you. And before we get started, Siaka, can you please introduce yourself and give us a little, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background, and then Candice will go with, go to you. Uh, my name is Siaka Tia, uh, residing in Indianapolis currently, but originally from Africa, Liberia to be specific. Uh, I'm a health and wellness coordinator at the Indianapolis Urban League, and um, my job is really just to uh, advocate for disparities amongst African-Americans and minorities. 
Okay. Thank you. Thank you and welcome. Candace? Hi, this is Candace Shelton. And yes, I am a registered nurse, a health coach, and also a registered uh, certified case manager. And in working in the healthcare field for the past uh, 40 years, I just know that I have seen so many changes that affect our African-American men. And I'm passionate about men getting checked and uh, look forward to speaking about the subject. Thank you. Okay. Great. Thank, thank you both uh, again so much for being here tonight. And so to get this um, dialogue started, um, and again, uh, before I forget, there's no response or uh, response limit or time limit on your response. So uh, we could just have the dialogue and then uh, move, move forward with, with the next question uh, when needed. So uh, to start out with this dialogue, um, Bianca, can you explain to us what is men's health and why is it so important for men to be aware of their health? Uh, men's health is just typically uh, the physical state or the mental state of the social well-being of a man. Typically, uh, it's important because, of, like, you ever heard the saying, like, health is wealth? Um, yes. Without your health, it's like um, physically you can't do a lot of things, but the most important thing is also, like, mentally you also can't do a lot of things. And when you are in a certain space where you're focused on um, how you're feeling, uh, to uh, or what's wrong with you? You're uh, you're often unable to do like the, your day to day things within life, and so knowing what's wrong with you, um, kind of like uh, advocates for a way for you to be able to at least know how to function in society properly, and also how to uh, just stay at your optimal level. That's why I believe okay. it's important. Okay, thank you, Candice. Did you need want to add to that? Just that I agree with him. Um, it's our physical and mental well-being, as he says, and also to m- promote healthy lifestyles so that uh, men uh, can set the example, be the mentor and role model in their families, so in their family units, and it makes a huge difference of how people, children especially, watch how men respond and the actions they take. So. It's about the wellness and being well and staying well. Okay. So, Siaka, generally, um, do men lead less healthy lifestyles than women? And if so, how, or if yes, how so? Um, I would say yes, uh, just because of the fact that uh, men just tend to, like, do more, like, they tend to take more risks uh, when it comes to certain things. Uh, women are more so, uh, I feel like a woman would think more so about what she's doing and she's just a little bit more cautious than a man would. So being on that kind of uh, spectrum of where you're more likely to do riskier things, uh, you're more likely to uh, run into health conditions or problems within your life. So that's why. Okay. Uh, Candace, and, what health risk? Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go right ahead. <laughs> And I was going to say, uh, men on the whole also uh, will not tap into the resources that are available, even after informed uh, or being shown that it makes a difference for, as actually what he was addressing, uh, early detection or being aware of things. So 
uh, a lot of times the resources are there, uh, but maybe not tapping into them. So I think that's how our men often put themselves at risk because, you know, if you if a man starts complaining of certain symptoms, then one of his loved ones say, hey, have you gotten that checked out? Or, you know, are you going to get it checked out? It can be ignored for too long so that then there are negative repercussions. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Um, so what health risks uh, are, are, are there health risks that impact men only? Oh, and, yeah. Okay. And, uh, and what are they? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm interrupting. Oh, Go right ahead. Um, I would say, yeah. Um, one of my I've, uh, noticed has been uh, prostate cancer. And um, specifically for men also has been like the testosterone levels. Um, is something that they need to watch out for. Um, like, for example, prostate cancer is one of the leading causes of, of death in men in America, um, and testosterone levels um, is also very serious in the sense of where um, it can cause, like, men to, like, have fatigue, you know. Uh, it can also cause obesity in men, which can also, like, uh, cause other health conditions. Um, and I, I, well, of course, me being, being a female, you know, I hadn't heard of that before. So can, can you Maybe talk a little more about testosterone levels. I mean, what what does that mean? Um, or what would that look that, like? Um, it's just like certain people might have a certain uh, uh, a medical condition where they don't produce as much testosterone that um, that they usually should be producing. So when it gets to that point where they're not able to produce that or they're not getting medication to aid in producing that level, um, it can lead to, like, health conditions, like, where you would feel fatigue and and you could also gain weight. And gain weight leads to car- – it can also lead to other conditions such as, like, cardiovascular disease and all these other things, like, uh, that comes from being obese. Okay. Yeah. Okay, thank you. No problem. So is – Go ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, that's, that's that's it. So it. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so is it is it true then, or and safe to say, um, that men have more heart attacks than women, Candace? Uh, yes. And again, uh, going back to what he just commented about. Uh, since testosterone is it's just like the hormone for females, um, you know, we have estrogen and progesterone. So men have testosterone. So one of the things it puts men at risk, as he was saying, was for heart attacks, heart disease, period. Um, and usually men between ages of 18 to about 49, if they have any incident in that age group, the likeliness of having a longevity of life is shortened by that because it has come so early. So in the healthcare field and working in it, some of the things we see in our men that age group now, we didn't used to see in men until they were like 80 or 90. So that's been a huge change um, in in the occurrence for our men specifically. And, um, 
So yes, it puts them you know at risk for those things too. Diabetes, as he said, um, being obese is one of the um, the factors that can contribute to what happens with the rest of our body because our body wants to be in balance. So if one hormone is out of balance, it can contribute to the other hormones being out of balance as well. And uh, we see diabetes and strokes happen. Um, and for men, too, in our, in our uh, culture, there's like 50% greater uh, men than women that have lung cancer. So as he was saying, prostate cancer, lung cancer, some of those things are the other facts that we see occurring in our men. Oh, to go back to that, excuse me, when you mentioned, you know, ages 18 to 49, where in prior years you didn't see it to, until, say, the age of 80, if I understood that correctly. Why That's Why correct. is that? Why is there such a, 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 why is it so early now? And I think it's because of the lifestyles um, that are occurring. And when we look at lifestyle, we're talking about, of course, what we eat, how we move or we don't move, Um, and then, again, um, the stress that's in our society. Our our men overall often have to face, um, and he he kind of related to it uh, a while ago, we're in a society where, quote, uh, years ago, Men and masculinity used to be equated with whether you are working full-time, whether you take care of a family, you know, all of those kinds of parameters. And now that has been challenged, but it's, it's like it's an increased challenge for our men, I think. And if you live under stress all the time, so anytime our men leave the house, are they going to come back? Uh, you know, and that is a reality, which is sad because of the amount of violence that mm-hmm. uh, we have seen in our society. And if you live under constant stress, that is another, another driving factor for what happens to as an outcome for men and women. Um, but, you know, the firearms and just the violence and everything that's going on um, and stress can lead to, again, the disproportionate balance in our bodies. And it does make a difference as to what will happen if this is ongoing. Um, And unchecked, like hypertension or high blood pressure, uh, if a young man has been told that at the age of 16 to 17, he doesn't get it checked until he's in his 20s or 30s, that means his body has been under some damage that's been going on unchecked. So um, again, if we have a history of those kinds of things, being aware of it, that is information that we talk about similar to women. If that information is never passed down, then people don't think they need to even get that kind of thing checked out. Okay. Uh, Siaka, did you have uh, anything to add to what Candace was just saying? Oh man, she she said it perfectly. I agree with everything she said. So no, not not really. She she said it perfectly. Okay, okay, all right. Um, so are there health health risks 
uh, and I think you, you may have touched, you've touched on some, but Siaka, are there health risks more common among one group of men in comparison to other groups of men? Um, yes, I would say uh, something I've noticed, um, especially has been like in the African American community. Um, a lot of us tend to, um, like she mentioned, uh, have resources uh, around us, but refuse to go due to the stigma of, oh, I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm like this macho man. And I've noticed, like, from people around me, um, diabetes has been one of them that uh, has been more common, I've noticed, in the African-American community, just based on my environment, that I've, a community I grew up within. Okay. And Candace, did you have anything to add? Yes. And uh, speaking about, so we're talking about resources. So that's one of the reasons that um, President Obama set into being the Affordable Care Act. One of the things that often happens and is associated with the lack of care is that in the past, um, if you didn't have insurance coverage and you couldn't afford it, of course, then you didn't, you weren't able to have the resources to have your health even screened or looked at. So since the Affordable Care Act has been in place, we've tried to educate everybody about taking advantage of that. You know, and I uh, often will tell people, I said, the only thing you have to do is register for that. And they said, I might not be able to afford it. Some people's premiums are as low as $1 or $3 a month, and that gives you access to a primary care physician. So you can have those preventative health care screens done so you can, it's kind of like having a net to be able to catch if you have high blood pressure, if maybe, as he says, you're moving toward diabetes, if you have high cholesterol, which is a contributing factor to uh, cardiovascular disease, and just being aware that those resources are there and then encouraging all people, you know, to sign up for affordable, you know, affordable care, register for it so you can have access to a primary care physician. Okay. So, and that kind of segues into my next question. Um, so there there are annual tests, preventative tests that men can get or should have, I'm guessing. And and if so, what what are the what are those tests? And Siaka, I'll uh, go to you and then Candace if you have anything to add. I would say again, your prostate check, uh uh going to just even having your blood tested uh, to check your different organs, such as your kidneys, to see their, their function, like a renal test, to see if, uh, you know, your kidneys are working properly, because even when your kidneys stop working properly, that could lead to things such as hypertension, and um, which can, like she mentioned, can damage your heart and other types of organs within your body. Um, even getting your liver tested uh, are different things that you could test that you could go just by just doing a blood test to be able to figure those things out. Okay. So how early should parents start taking their sons to the doctor um, 
to get to have some of these tests done or just to you know for their physical uh, what what age do you think parents should start taking their their sons uh Candace yeah so um what happens is most parents will take their children of course from the time they're babies um until probably about 9 or 10 years of age, and then that may start dropping off. But children need annual physicals, as it says, every year. And I have seen children as young as 12 with high blood pressure. Um, mm. It's not as, you know, dominant, predominant, but you can catch what's going on if you have just a physical every year. Many uh, young people who are involved in sports, of course, they have to have them because they can't play sports without them. And that's when they're able to uh, catch that maybe this child has high blood pressure or something else may be causing it. But all children need uh, annual physicals every year. Also, um, one of the things for males is uh, just as you teach young ladies when they hit puberty to do breast exams, males need to do testicular exams on themselves every month so they can detect if anything is happening there, any growth abnormalities, because if they don't, by the time they can discover it, if they do have any kind of cancer, then it's usually well advanced. So actually, they need to be taught that, just like young ladies are uh, taught to do breast exams. They need to do a monthly testicular exam. So, so say for example, um, how women will do uh, a breast exam, or you know, they just kind of check, say maybe in the shower. Is is that something that men can do as far as the uh, testicular exams, can they can they kind of check themselves, or do they? Are you saying they have to go into a a physician's office to have that done? No, they can do just like women do. They can when they're in the shower to just make sure they're feeling for anything that wasn't there before. That you know, okay, um, any kind of knots or lumps or anything like that, so that they become aware. Oh, this is new. And if they do it on a regular right. basis, then they will be able to tell the difference as if something does occur. Okay. Okay. And then uh, right before we take a, a quick break, uh, I do have one more question. Um, Siaka, how can we raise more awareness about preventative screenings and health care for uh, men, young men, boys of all ages? Um, I think it just starts from uh, educating the parents and, uh, like, the community leaders that uh, influence these, like, young men, you know. And by having those people have those conversations and because the best co- commu- form of communication is word of mouth, having those talks from people that actually that they look up to, then they're able to uh, understand, uh, like, the how important, like, uh, taking care of your health is. You know, in a sense. So I think it just starts at home before anything. You know, uh, we should, we as a community need to uh, be comfortable with uh, uh, sitting our uh, loved ones down and having that conversation. 
and I know uh, sometimes parents, you know, the mom or dad, they're maybe are not comfortable um, with doing that. Is there, say, maybe a, I guess an, another healthy resor- a resource um, where where they can get that education? You said, uh, you, so you're saying, what's another healthy resource that could get that kind of education? Yeah, and I was saying healthy resource as in not just going out and, you know, and getting it from uh, just anybody they hang around, but uh, maybe, you know, just maybe a, a resource where they can get good information um. and educate themselves. I would say uh, um, there's like there's there's a lot of different programs out there that you could you could uh, you can even look up like uh, that offer that kind of information. But it also starts with just like uh, simply like because uh, I I believe the best kind of experience is uh, like a hands-on kind of experience. So even like taking your your loved one to the doctor and having that health professional like uh, explain to them like. Uh, the importance of them coming in to, to to have screenings and things of that nature, you know, that can encourage that uh that kind of uh motivation to do those things. Um, for me to say like a specific uh form of resource, um, it's just it's it's like it's like a vast majority. Like for example, the nonprofit organization I work for, like we have events where you know we have free screenings in which people can come in and, you know, uh, learn and not only learn, but also receive screenings uh, of a sort from like professional healthcare professionals. So um, it just starts from like, I don't know, like doing research, like, and then also like looking within your community to see uh, like what kind of opportunities are there, you know, because it it starts, it starts with uh, you taking the uh, initiative to, to want to look, you know, then you can find a, right. a different resource. Okay. Okay. Thank you. No problem. In Kansas? Uh, in addition to what he said, the library is also always a good resource um, because they have age-appropriate books for children and for parents. If a parent is not comfortable discussing um you know, our bodies, the changes, behavior, uh, because parents need to be empowered to know they need to talk to their children so children do not get taken advantage of by either other children or anyone else. So if a parent is not comfortable, they can always also tap into the resources from the library, and they can always ask the librarian what they're looking for so they direct them to the age-appropriate information um, because children need information ongoing, as he was saying. You know, first it should start with the family, but as they get a little older, you need to always uh, educate your children to more information so that they're aware of their own body, their surroundings, and what, uh, you know, of course, in the schools for the longest, it was good touch, bad touch was taught. And you want children mm-hmm. to be aware um, so they can know, and for girls and boys as they are progressing through puberty, to know what to expect. 
and you don't want them to be taken off guard um, because that's, you know, what happens sometimes in our society. Things, information comes late by that time. Um, a child has already been uh, maybe possibly molested or taken advantage of in some way. So you do want to have those talks early and ongoing. It shouldn't be just a one-time talk. It should be continuously talking with them in a manner where they can understand at their age what is going on. Well, thank you both uh, so much for the information you provided so far. Uh, What we're going to do is take a quick break, and then we'll come back and just finish up the the last half. So, CBB, I'll turn it over to you for now for the break, and we'll come back and finish our talk. I know. Father, we 
And you're listening to A Talk With My Sister on What A Word From The Lord Radio Show. Peace and love. So welcome back. We are uh, talking about uh, importance of men's health. And um, we have some good information that uh, Siaka and Candace shared with us in the first half of the show. So uh, we have uh, just one more uh, segment to do. And um, this uh, discussion is surrounding mental health, men and mental health. And so it's a, a, a multi-question uh, that I have surrounding mental health. Um, Siaka, how prevalent is mental health disorder among men than women? And what are some common mental health disorders that affect men? Um, I would, I would say, uh, based within my personal experience, um, I, I would say, um, it's not too prevalent amongst, um, uh, men com- in comparison to females. Um, for me to know the specific ones, I would say, um, I'm not able to, uh, list those, uh, just okay. because of how it varies within different individuals. Okay, okay, that's fair. Um, so, even, and, I, and I'm kind of guessing that men are, when it comes to, to mental health, uh, I'm <clears throat> guessing that just like with their physical health, uh, they may be more reluctant to seek help or treatment when it comes to mental health. Is that, is that an accurate statement? Oh yes, that's accurate. Okay, uh, just, and why why would that be? Um, it's just, it's just based off of the uh, environment and how they're raised. You know, uh, some men grow up in environments where um, they they use they tend to be the the lead, the the man of the house. You know, some men grow up in environments where they don't have fathers or environment neighborhoods where if you can't you you have to be tough. You know. You can't be crying in front of your in front of your fellow men, and um, it's just the it's just the way uh, certain men are raised, you know, and how society has uh, made men to feel as though like have have created this image of this is what a man should be, you know, that that causes these men to be more or less like more or less I mean, reluctant to be able to go and seek that kind of help, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Candace, did you have anything to add? 
Uh, yes, just that, um, just piggybacking off of what uh, Sayaka said, um, that our men are often told to be strong, and even in movies past and media kinds of things, uh, you know, the comedians make fun of it now, but men were often told they, uh, as boys, they couldn't cry, even when they were hurt. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. So to be strong, but at the same time to be stoic. So um, what I've run across just in practice um, is a lot of my men are very depressed uh, sometimes, and they Mm -hmm. don't feel like Mm -hmm. he just said, who do they turn to? And often um, depression can lead, you know, especially extended depression and untreated depression can lead to that sadness, hopelessness, the feeling of having, like, no one to help them pull it together. And we have seen an increase of suicide, you know, when there has not been that mental help or assistance being given to men. Um, so, and, and, you know, and our men contend with um, also, um, I was just reading from the pediatric area, too, that uh so many boys are placed into, like, special education classes early so that instead of them being worked with and talked to, they're kind of labeled already. So if he says, like he said, a young man is labeled, then that's what he grows up with, always being bullied or taunted. Then that young man can become a very angry young man or... um or like he says, they become very tough on the outside when that's not what, you know, they really want to do. Um, so, you know, as I see mental health often um, during the pandemic, especially, we saw a huge rise in people um, who had been under treatment all of a sudden not being in treatment. And many of them became homeless. Um, and a lot of things happened to a lot of them that, had not been where they where they were being treated, all of a sudden they weren't being treated, and uh, ended up homeless or you know having their situation be very disrupted. So um, you know, so that's you know in practice, that's what it, you know I've seen as well. So, based off of what you guys said, how can if anything, how can we as women, mothers, sisters, you know, uh, spouses, uh, how can we help help our men when we, maybe when we see that they're uh, depressed or uh, we see that our young boys are, are maybe dealing with, with sadness, what is it that we can do? To, to help them through that. Siaka, um, do you have, have um, any thoughts on that? Oh, yes. I would say create more of a safe space and uh, be able to talk to them, you know, uh, be able to not like not uh, uh, not judge them while they also express themselves. Because one of the things, I, uh, a story I once I heard from, because I actually asked a, a woman this question. I was like, um, um, what, what would you? How would you feel if you was to see like your husband cry? Um, she she responded to me. She was like, "Well, 
um, I've never seen my, my father cry, so I wouldn't know how to feel if I was to see my, uh, my husband cry, you know? So it's like, it's like, but I would say for mothers and daughters is to step out that stigma of, of like a, of a man crying being a weakness or of a man coming to hit you to express certain things to you as, as a weakness. Um, um, once you can like um, get to a point where that that thought is not there, um, it will get to you. Don't have to ask your man to come to you to uh, to express what's going on with him. He would naturally feel comfortable enough to uh, to be able to share with you. You know, just as you would want to share, just as you share your your what you're going through with him. You know, so it's just about, right, it's just about right. that that first. And and I'm sorry, I missed that last part. You said it, it's just about what now? It's about practicing creating a safe space. Like, okay. um, yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. That that was good. Um, that that's good information. So, uh, especially I wanted to uh, ask that question, especially if we have women uh, in our listening audience. Um, you know that that are experiencing this, or their sons or their husbands are experiencing this. So this is that is uh, good information for them to know. Um, so when men are dealing with um, mental health disorder, and I'll, I'll just say depression, um, they're having that sadness and the feeling of of hopelessness. How do they typically cope? In those in, uh, in those instances, uh, Candace. Yeah, so um, many men become very stoic and they say nothing. Um, I work with anti-domestic violence too. Other men become angry and maybe uh, begin to react to those around them very negatively. Um, some people, of course, turn to substances, whether it's alcohol or um, other street drugs. Um, and then you have people who begin to go into isolation, so they don't want to be around anyone else. Mm-hmm. And so you may see those kinds mm-hmm. of things happening, uh, whereas they were actively doing things, working, being engaged, then all of a sudden you see this shift where they're isolating from their family. They're not really mm-hmm. engaging. Um, sometimes they won't even, not that everybody eats dinner together anymore, but mm-hmm. uh, that person may not show up to the dinner table. I'll eat later. You know, so you see them begin to withdraw. Mm-hmm. And um, it's what I've witnessed and understand. Okay. Okay, thank you. And Siaka, did you have any any uh, thing to add to that? Oh no, I completely agree with her. Um, from what I've observed amongst like uh, within my communities, usually, uh, like she said, like they would turn to substances like alcohol or uh, street drugs to kind of like uh, relieve that to escape. I would say from what they're going through and they never really get to a point where they're really able to deal with that. And that that can cause like um, just like different problems with a lot of people that they 
come across and interact with, even at their, um, even with their own spouse and people that surround them. Yeah. But she's right about that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, before we go, what I would like to find out is, um, and I'll start with you, Siaka, if you have any last minute, minute advice, uh, for our listeners, um, about the importance of men's health. Um, and also I know you mentioned that, um, where, where you work at, um, there are events. So is there, uh, can you maybe include a website, uh, as well? where our listeners oh. might be able to go? Oh, yes. Um, you can visit, uh, you can uh, you can go into Google search and you can type in, um, in the Indianapolis Urban League. Uh, you would see our website pop up immediately. And um, when you click on there, we have, like, uh, tabs for different uh, portions, like whether it's, it's rental assistant or it's our health department, or just different uh, programs that we offer that you can, uh, you know, find resources to. Um, in regards to like okay. my, like my last, my last statement is that what you said I could say? Oh yeah, yeah. Any oh, last yeah. minute advice? Yes. <laughs> oh, I would, I would say uh, everything when it comes to health and it comes to just being a human being. Everything starts with uh, taking the time to have a conversation to understand. Because once you take the time to understand, is is when you get to a point where you're able to uh, not even if you haven't experienced that particular thing, you're able to get a glimpse of that experience. You know, you're able to understand it better. So when it comes to mental health, it comes to uh, trying to advocate for better health. Um, it just takes having a conversation with people around you, you know, for real. And then also just having an open mind that um, there's so much more to learn, you know, um, out there. So, yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you. And uh, um, Candice, same same question to you. Yes, and I'll piggyback on what he said. Um you know, the other site to go to is 100 Black Men. Uh, they have that statement, these are developmental programs for youth in particular. And they have the statements, what they see is what they will be. And then positivity overcomes adversity. So as he says, um, being willing to open and open enough to go learn, it does take time to be educated, to understand that maybe the way uh, – as an adult, you were raised, maybe there were things you didn't like about it. And if you don't know, then you can't break that cycle of not knowing if you don't understand to go learn and do something different. Um, and it's about everything, as I said, from our prevention by staying on top of our, up of our health. And if people do not have a primary care physician, if you've not registered for, um, you know, the uh, – under the Affordable Care Act and you don't have insurance, please apply for it. And uh, then tap into uh, being assigned with a primary care physician, making sure you actually go to one and get that annual exam, and um, and then taking care of our bodies overall. Uh, If we're not feeling well, to investigate, ask questions, and never be afraid to seek help. 
And um, we also see mental illness, if I can make one last statement about it. Uh, we are seeing it earlier and earlier, too. Uh, but often we uh, will see uh, the disorders show up about the time kids would uh, just beginning to be becoming adults. So a lot of times 18 to 19, uh, you begin to see some of those other mental health illnesses that uh, occur also, uh, bipolarism and some of the other depressions. So just being aware that even though our young people turn 18, it doesn't mean they're ready to go out here and be on their own. Sometimes they may be struggling and not being aware of it. Um, and so as a parent, to be aware that these kinds of things may show up in that age group. And if you see it, not to ignore it, but to encourage the your young person to go to have it checked out and maybe even take them, be the available person to take them uh, so that they can investigate what's going on. So thank you. And thank you. Thank you so much for um, for mentioning that um, because, again, I know that sometimes um, – once a child turns 18, you know, the sometimes the parent may be ready to to release them, but the child is not mentally ready. Um, so I, I appreciate you bringing that uh, point out. Um, I do want to thank uh, both you and Siaka for, for being on tonight and for the conversation this evening. Um, to our men, your health is so important to us, but we want it to be just as important to you. So you have people in your life who love you and they need you to be there. So we ask that you please, please, please take your health seriously and get get your checkup. Uh, some of the ones that uh, were listed that um, Siaka mentioned was like renal tests and prostate tests, the liver tests, and like Candace mentioned, doing the testicular exams. Just like women have to do breast exams, you need to do your own exams as well. So thank you, thank you both again so much for the information. Um, prayerfully, someone in our listening audience tonight um, benefited from this conversation. Uh, Excuse me, and we'll take their uh, health a little more seriously. I'd also like to thank Brother Stevie uh, B for providing this platform, so that we would be we are able to share this information to all those in our listening area. And I want to thank our listeners for being here, for tuning in. Um, we look forward to having you in our audience in February. Uh, again, as we stated earlier, should you have any questions or comments for our guests tonight, uh, please feel free to send me an IM on Facebook, or uh, you can send an email to butlersteve1009 at yahoo.com, and we will get your questions and or comments over to Candace and Siaka. So thank you, uh, everyone, so much for listening, and I will now turn it over to Brother Stevie. Have a good evening.